Hi, my name is Rachel and you're listening to Maker Style, a creative lifestyle podcast where we talk about small business, blogging, and of course, lots and lots of sewing. Listening to the Maker Style podcast is like sitting down for a coffee and chat with your girlfriends who are just as passionate about making things as you are. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Maker Style. We're at episode 40. OMG, it's been a crazy ride and I can't believe we're already at 40 episodes. Wild. Today we're here with the second week of the Blogger Blueprint series, which we kicked off last week. If you're not familiar with what Blogger Blueprint is, go on back and listen to episode 37, where we cover exactly what the series is going to be going over for the next month on the podcast. But guys, today I'm excited to bring you a really awesome episode focusing all about websites and if you need one for blogging, if you want a website, how to get it set up and all the nitty gritty details that I know you guys have questions about. Um, I've been working really hard on my website recently. It's not done, it's not perfect, but I've been definitely thinking about these kind of things a lot. So this was an episode that I am so stoked to be bringing to you. So let's cut the chatter and get right into the episode after this brief message from my affiliate partners. If you're looking to start making some me-made underwear, may I please suggest to you my all-time favorite underwear pattern, ever the Evie LaLouve Frankie panties. If you're not familiar with the Frankie panties, this is not just an underwear pattern, guys. This is 40 different variations in one pattern piece. So not only are you getting all the options that you need to make a simple bikini brief that you can wear every day out of some simple jersey that's super comfortable, you also get all the pattern pieces you need to make a more flirty version with a dip back, lots of lace overlays, all that good stuff. Seriously, so many options in one pattern and that's all you really need in your collection. I can't recommend this pattern enough, and if you're considering on making some underwear, I think this would be an amazing place to start. If you're interested in learning more about why I love Evie LaLouve products so much, head on over to makerstyle.ch slash Evie I've got lots of pics there of my previous makes and some of my top favorite patterns for you to check out. Shopping for my affiliate partners is an easy way to support the show at no extra cost to you. By making a purchase through my affiliate links on a pattern you are already considering buying, you're throwing a little extra money my way as a thank you for putting on the show and as a way to get better equipment and better editing, and uh, you don't have to pay a cent. Thank you so much for supporting the Maker Style Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to week two of Blogger Blueprint. I am so excited that you guys are here again chilling out with me because we're going to be talking about one of the most frequently asked questions that I get about blogging and that is about websites because if you are not into tech, websites can be so stinking intimidating. I just got to apologize real quick. There is a crazy thunderstorm happening outside and I'm fingers crossed that you guys aren't going to hear it because I need to get this episode done right now. Um, You know how it is, always leaving things to the last minute. But I did want to talk about websites today because it's something that a lot of people feel really nervous about. Um, Because if you're not familiar with starting up a website or using platforms like Blogger, WordPress, Squarespace, we'll talk about those later. But if you're not familiar with these different kind of platforms, it can be a little intimidating to start. So I really wanted to help break down some of the barriers and answer some of the focus group's most frequently asked questions about making a website. Now, if you haven't heard the beginning episode of the series where we do the intro, Blogger Blueprint, all the questions that we talk about here are sourced from a focus group of real people who have real questions about blogging that have either made it hard for them to improve their blog 
or have stopped them from starting the blogging community altogether. So people that were afraid to even join or didn't have the confidence to join because they had so many questions about things like websites that we just need to answer so people can get into participating because it's really fun. Um, but websites are a really interesting thing because throughout the series of Blogger Blueprint, although we are using the term blogger, which typically means someone who's using a website to publish like blog posts, what we really mean by that in relation to this series here is anyone who's producing any kind of sewing related community content. So if you are posting YouTube vlogs, you're considered a blogger by definition in this you know weekly series. If you are publishing a podcast like me, or if you are strictly using Instagram, I'm considering you a blogger for the purpose of this themed month. And I think that's really important to keep in mind because if you're not ready to have a website yet, you don't need to. And in order to kind of reference this point a little bit and get you thinking if you really need a website, I wanted to interview one of my favorite Instagram-only sewing bloggers, YM Sews. Yasmin has come on today to talk a little bit about why she uses Instagram exclusively to blog and what her experiences have been like using this platform. And then a little bit later on in the episode, we'll talk about websites and how to build those. But first things first, Let's just talk about if having a website is going to be right for you. Hi, my name's Yasmin. I um, blog, well, I don't really blog, but I share um, my sewing pursuits over on my Instagram account um, at ym.sews. I've had this Instagram account for the past two, it's pretty much two years now, uh, and I really enjoy um, getting involved in the sewing community via Instagram. I find it really visual and I enjoy um, the interactivity of that um, platform for sewing. So I I thoroughly enjoy um, sharing my makes and talking with other people and getting involved in people's sewing problems and trying to help with that side of things as well. And more recently, I've been um, approached by lots of people who are starting out sewing and have found my sewing Instagram account and have asked me for Kind of tips as to how to get into sewing, how a beginner can start out. And I, you know, really kind of proud of the fact that people are asking me and saying that I'm inspiring them to start sewing. And I'm, you know, that kind of makes me quite, quite happy, really. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's super interesting how you have what is almost like a blog on Instagram, but you don't have a formal website location, um, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting and maybe the way that, you know, blogging, quote unquote, is heading towards. Um, I'd yeah. love to know more about what, why you made the decision to stick solely on Instagram instead of also having a website. Well, I think when I first discovered sewing, so I've not been sewing for that long um, in the grand scheme of things. So I started sewing three and a half years ago and I didn't even know that sewing was uh, a thing really before then, but I came across some sewing blogs. So I got into sewing via sewing blogs. I followed lots of them. I read them. I digested them. I thought, you know, if lots of people are doing this, maybe I could do the same thing and get into sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started off um, reading blogs. Um, but when I started my own kind of online presence, I started with an Instagram because I kind of didn't have a lot of time to get into writing really long blog, blog posts. Um, so I started with Instagram and I kind of have never moved away from that because I really like it as a kind of platform. I think that um, you can get a lot out of it as a platform. I still kind of go into a lot of detail about what I've made and modifications. Um, and I like that you can 
have like conversations with lots of people um, at the bottom of the the post and lots of people can read that and get information from it that could help them as well super easy yeah really really easy and it's so it's so quick and easy to use as well i can just kind of take a take a photo of something that i'm working on or if i have a problem with something that i'm making i can take a really quick photo post it to my instagram and get you know people from all over the world who are sewers um get their advice which i think is just amazing yeah is there anything that you don't like about solely using instagram as a platform Hmm, that's a good question um (laughs) I oh well I haven't really thought about starting a blog. It kind of crossed my mind a couple of times because I thought I often have I do say an awful lot. I have a lot to say all of the time, and <laughs> sometimes um, I run out of space on my Instagram caption and have to extend in like a comment of my own. Um, so I think from that side of things, maybe having a a, a blog where I could um, go into a bit more detail about certain things um, might be helpful. But I think at the moment I'm quite happy with the Instagram um, platform for sharing sewing. So in things really. Yeah, for sure. That's super interesting. Um, just one more question. I was wondering if someone's listening to this episode and isn't quite sure if they want they want to get started in the sewing community but aren't quite sure if they want to do the whole blog and Instagram and whatever situation, or if they just maybe wanna start on Instagram, if you can kind of give them I guess the overview about what it's like and any advice for just getting started on Instagram alone. Well, I, I think it's great just getting started on Instagram by itself because mm-hmm. um, you can get involved in the sewing community because the whole sewing community seems to be on Instagram and sharing um, photos of their sewing. Uh, and you can kind of get chatting to other sewers. Like I've met um, Instagram sewing friends from all over the world via Instagram um, chatting totally. to them. And I feel like, you know, it's a great community spirit and everyone gets behind each other. And if you're, especially if you're starting out sewing and you need that um, advice, like I needed loads of advice when I was starting out sewing. I didn't really know what on earth I was doing. I started mm. off making a jersey dress um, and evidently that was not the best way to start but (laughs) chatting to people on Instagram I kind of would get advice about things um, and it made me more confident um, in tackling more complicated projects because I thought well you know what if if people are willing to help me and I'm willing to give it a go then why not have a go so I think it is really good especially if you're just starting out sewing Mm -hmm. and it's a really good platform for getting um, kind of community involved in your sewing. Yeah and I think it definitely is the direction that things are going even in my own habits I think two years ago, if I was considering purchasing a pattern, I would Google the pattern and see if there were any blog mm-hmm. makes or reviews. But now I just go on Instagram and search the hashtag. So I feel oh, like... No, that's, yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, there's next, a progression, I, I think. Mm, I think that um, I do exactly the same thing. I'll always um, make sure that I've tagged all of my um, posts with the pattern and the company and the fabric mm-hmm. um, so that people know where to find things. Because I think that one of the things with especially beginner sewers, and I found this myself, was not knowing what fabrics to use for different patterns. And if you if you just type a, the tag in for a pattern on Instagram, you can see what people have actually used mm-hmm. and you know where to go. And it just means you don't make maybe as many mistakes as somebody might have done before they had this all this information available to them. Totally. Um, just one more question. Sorry, I said that like five questions ago. Um, <laughs> one of the things when I was thinking just about the pros and cons about having a blog on Instagram is that sometimes I was wondering if you find it's harder to direct people to your older content because I know that you've made your wedding dress and we've been talking over email about that, but I've actually never seen that on your Instagram, I guess because it's just too uh, far down. Do you yeah, have a hard time true. directing people to previous makes? 
Yeah, no, that is true. It is hard. So when somebody will ask a question about um, one of my more recent makes, uh, when, which they can find on in Instagram, then I will then go back and tag them in a comment so they can see whatever I'm talking about earlier. But it's a really good point that you can't actually, um, it's hard to, you have to scroll back through everything, which can be quite hard because some people have thousands of pictures mm-hmm. um, to find a specific picture. But I found for things, especially like my wedding dress, I, um, I put all the photos of my wedding dress tagged with a specific tag. So oh, that smart. Yeah, I can't actually remember what the tag is at the minute, but I'll look that up. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's brilliant from that side of things um, to be able to tag specific um, things with your makes. But I think it is a good point that you know it is quite difficult compared with blogging, where you can um, tag differently. So you can tag with kind of my makes or with um, tops or dresses or whatever it is you want to tag all your mm-hmm. makes with. No, for sure, and I. I appreciate you showing that. It's definitely something to consider if you're getting started. I definitely yeah. started out just on Instagram, and then eventually I got the website, but I use my Instagram much, much more. It's more of the workhouse, for sure. Yeah, it's the, it's the, I think it's the ease of access with Instagram mm-hmm. that makes it so satisfying and easy to use and, and beginner-friendly as well. Because for it's sure. starting out a blog, starting with a blog, I think it's a bit more difficult to get people... Um, to know about your blog as well. I don't really know for sure because I don't have one, but I think that with Instagram, kind of you can find people really easily on Instagram, whereas blogs are a bit more difficult to find 100%. And it's harder too, I think, to comment on blogs, especially if you're on mobile, which is where I do most of my blog reading. You gotta sign into whatever their website is, and then you know you get an email, you gotta click accept. It's just like a whole ordeal. But on Instagram, I'm already signed in, I can just type up a comment. And lately, I've found myself reading people's blog posts and going to their Instagram to comment my thoughts on the blog post, which yeah, is just exactly. funny. I think as well, when you're commenting, I find when I'm commenting on blog posts, I'll comment and then I'll completely forget that I've ever put a comment on there and I'll never see the reply. Whereas mm-hmm. on Instagram, at least it pops up on your kind of feed and it says that you have, you know, somebody's tagged you and replied. And um, so you can follow it from that point of view as well. So I hope if you're at the stages of considering if you want a website, that conversation with Yasmin gave you a little bit of clarity. Um, In terms of my personal take on this, I think using an Instagram account to host all of your sewing related activities is a great way to get your feet wet into the sewing world and really get active in the community and build those relationships and friendships without a whole lot of worry about a website and all the kind of overhead that can go along with that if you want to get your own domain and all that kind of jazz. So it is a really easy, great way to get started. The only thing I would caution you about is the archivability about using just Instagram. Because the thing about Instagram is that it is relatively difficult to search for past content. And that is something I brought up with Yasmin. You know, the fact that I've been following her for a long time and loved her stuff, but I've never seen her homemade wedding dress. And although I could find it when I searched on her website, it wasn't the easiest thing for me to do. And depending on what your goals are with your blog, you might want to consider that if you are looking to, you know, grow a whole lot. Being able to have a website as your home base can be really important. Plus, not to mention, Instagram does ultimately have control over who sees your account and who doesn't. We know with the great algorithm change that happened last summer, people were up in arms because Instagram changed the way that their feed algorithm was working. People got genuinely upset 
And while blogging on Instagram, there's nothing wrong with it and it can be a great way to get started. If you do start to have a lot of followers and if you are monetizing those followers and depending on those followers for a kind of income, I do think it's a smart idea to maybe have a relationship with them on another platform, whether that's through a blog where they know they can always find you or through email, having an email list. Having some kind of security there can be really important if you're trying to maybe grow a business out of your blog. But if you're just looking to get involved in the sewing community in an easy way, 100% having just an Instagram is a perfect way of going about doing things. That's how I started the Wild Stitch. Uh, back in the day, you know, I just started with an Instagram and then eventually I rolled out a WordPress blog. I know Maddie from Maddie Made This did the exact same thing. Started with an Instagram account, then got her own blog once she kind of felt more comfortable sharing in the sewing community. So if you're thinking of starting, I would recommend just getting an Instagram account to start. Start small and then work your way up to a website. So if you're at the part of your blogging career or blogging journey, where you would like to consider starting to get a website, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about different platforms that people use. Because picking your platform can be such a confusing endeavor. I went through a whole bunch of choices there. I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about that on Thursday episode when I talk a little bit about my personal journey with this kind of stuff, because it was an adventure. But I would like to share what some of my favorite bloggers are using and get their different opinions. Because, spoiler alert guys, people use all sorts of different platforms. There's no wrong answer, but there is pros and cons to each. But before we get too much into today's conversation, I wanted to give a little bit of a primer in non-technical terms of how I understand a lot of the common website elements we're gonna be talking about today. So we're gonna be talking about what platforms or programs people use to be operating their blog, you know, what's powering their blog. And uh, formally, these are known as content management systems or as CMSs, uh, but we're just gonna re be referring to them as platforms and the like. This includes things like Blogger, Wix, WordPress, Squarespace, anything that kind of helps keep and corral your content on a website. These are awesome platforms to use if you want to build a website. Some of them are free, some of them have monthly fees. Now, if you want a .com, you know, www.yourwebsitehere.com or in my case www.yourwebsitehere.ca if you want your own personalized website you're going to want to pay for a domain you can buy a domain from places like GoDaddy or Bluehost or sometimes through your content management system they'll have something set up there but once you get to the point where you're having your own domain you're going to be at a point in your blogging career where you're gonna have to be paying a monthly fee for your blog. And that's because typically once you get your own domain, you're also paying for separate hosting as well, which is basically what it means to put your website on the internet. Again, this is not technical terms, but this is just the easiest way I can kind of describe these things. So if you're using WordPress and you want to make the switch from www.yourblognname .wordpress.com to www.yourblognamed.com, there will be fees associated with that. But typically, there are not fees associated with websites when they are www.yourblognamed.wordpress.com or yourblognamed.blogger.com, etc., etc. So there are free programs available for you to use, but they will often not allow you to have your own .com with personalization. So they'll have like their own 
website within there, .wordpress, .blogger, .wix.com, and they'll have some limited options for customization in most cases. If you get to the point where you wanna have a custom theme or anything like that, you might be at a point in your blogging website journey where you're gonna to need to start paying that monthly fee. Um, when it comes to monthly fees for hosting, um, you can get hosting for around five bucks a month depending on how long of a term you're paying for. And for your domain, you can also get that sometimes around 10 bucks a year, depending again on what domain you're looking for and who you're going with. So those are some costs to keep in mind. If you're using a system like Squarespace, which I do, um, you'll be using that, um, you'll be paying for that monthly, sorry, and that's about, I think, seven or nine dollars. Um, less if you pay annually, of course. Another thing to keep in mind is commerce. Depending on the CMS that you're using, you may have to pay additional fees for commerce or get a commerce plugin to support any kind of shop capabilities. So that's something to keep in mind too. Know that in most cases, you'll either have to pay a transactional fee, so probably about 3.5% if you want to get some commerce on your website or pay a monthly charge like 20 or $30 a month to not have any fees but have that commerce program running. So bear that in mind, that might decide which kind of platform you're using if you have plans to open up a shop long term. Anyways, now let's get into websites and what platforms people are using. And I hope this kind of gives you a better sense of the pros and cons of each one if you are considering a website. So this can kind of frame your understanding because choosing your platform can feel very confusing. And I hope this brings you clarity. So let's kick this off with Jillian, who uses an awesome free option. Well, I started my blog, Crafting a Rainbow, um, on Tumblr. Back in the day, before I even knew that Tumblr was mostly for 14-year-olds who were feeling angst. Um, <laughs> that was my I'm, experience with Tumblr to a T. Which is such a great forum for that if that's what you need in your life at that 14. time. <laughs> when I realized that was not quite the right forum for me, I switched to WordPress. <laughs> so now I blog at uh, craftingarainbow.wordpress.com. Um, and what I like about WordPress is there's the free version or, you know, when you're ready to invest in your blog, you can get a little more control over your themes. Mm -hmm. So I would say with WordPress, like start with a template that's really clean and simple. Don't invest in anything big yet. If you're just starting, like don't spend a hundred bucks on a theme. Mm -hmm. You're going to realize it doesn't really work with your picture size or you don't have the functionality you want. So just mm -hmm. start small, start clean and pay attention to other blogs that you like and think, okay, what do I actually like about their layout? Mm -hmm. How can I have more of that in my blog? Starting simple and starting clean in regards to your website is some of the best advice out there because it's easy to jump into the website world and get in too deep and just get confused. Although it's not too difficult to figure out, it can be a lot upfront and deciphering what you need without having a whole lot of experience blogging and, you know, actually knowing what you like can be really hard. You know, I've changed my theme countless of times as what I'm doing on MakerStyle has evolved. Here's some information from Sarah, who also uses WordPress, on why she uses the platform. So this is Sarah from The Sarah Project, and I, for my blog, I use WordPress.com. It's pretty simple to use. I'm not super tech savvy, um, and I've been able to figure it out and um, usually can find answers to any questions you have on their website or on YouTube. Uh, I really like using that website. 
Now, I did want to take a minute here to talk about the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org because there is a difference and it is kind of confusing when you're not too used to the whole website thing. But WordPress.com is a great way to get a free blog account without a whole lot of work having to be done on your end. You can go to WordPress.com, sign up for an account, they will host it for you, which this isn't the technical way of explaining it, which, but basically they will put it up on the internet so other people can see it. Um, but they'll take care of the hosting for you and they'll give you a web address that's usually, you know, www.yourblognname.wordpress.com. Now with WordPress.com, you can also pay to get your own domain, which means it can be www.yourblognname.com, but that's gonna be an extra annual fee, but they'll take care of how to install that for you and stuff like that. If you wanna use WordPress.org, you'll have to go to you know the WordPress.org website, and what that will allow you to do is choose your own hosting service yourself and use your own domain hosting yourself. So like you'll be taking care of a lot of the things that WordPress.com would take care of for you, but sometimes that can be more affordable. So for example, if you were using WordPress.com, they would be your host, and if you paid, they would also take care of getting you your own custom domain. But if you're using WordPress.org, you would have to find your own host, upload kind of the WordPress software, into that hosting system like GoDaddy or Bluehost and then also purchase your own domain from a site like GoDaddy or Bluehost as well. Neither of these are overly complicated. I have done both, but the benefit of using WordPress.org is the extra availability for customization when it comes to themes and new templates that you don't necessarily have access to on WordPress.com. What a lot of people like about WordPress is that there's a lot of options for customization. So you can get some crazy cool options for themes and there's really a lot of ways that you can go into like the HTML, CSS, all the backend coding stuff and get some crazy stuff done with your website to have the awesome functionality that you need it to. But this being said, that can also be a higher learning curve, especially if you're not someone who has any interest in learning all this website mumbo jumbo. So that's something to keep in mind. Although WordPress offers you extra customization options, if you don't think you're gonna take advantage of those options, it might not be the right platform for you. However, WordPress.com, super simple way of starting out if that's what you're looking for. Now let's talk about a different platform. Blogger is another platform that I haven't used personally, but I've heard is really simple to figure out. Here's my friend Allie talking about her experience there. Hi, this is Allie from AllieMJackson.com. And for a really long time, I would do my own website just by Googling blogger and then whatever I wanted to do. So blogger, change header image. And what I did a few years ago is I went on Etsy and I purchased a blog theme for about $30. And I think it was one of the best $30 that I've ever spent on my blog. It was so easy. It was not expensive. And especially if you're using Blogger, it really can change the look of your site. Absolutely. I think that's a great tip. And I've used themes for other platforms like WordPress and Joomla before. And sometimes with free themes, it can be a little frustrating because they're not always put together to the same high standard that a paid theme is. But man, when you work with a paid theme, 
it's it's like night and day. They're really great resources. Yes, and it was so inexpensive. I really think that's a good investment, um, especially if you are not a like a coding genius. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you can get the designer of the theme will often have an add-on where they will install it on your website and it's so easy and it makes a huge difference to the look and feel of your blog. Yeah. Then you don't have to feel like you have to pay someone thousands of dollars to make you a website. Exactly. And you can do, mine is just a pre-made theme that I've customized a little bit, but you can also purchase a custom theme if you have something that you, um, that you want in particular. Now, after I heard this little tidbit from Allie, I went to do some research on Etsy about blogger themes, because again, like I mentioned, I know not a whole lot about this platform, but I saw some custom templates as low as six bucks. Now, again, I'm not a blogger expert. I haven't tried these for myself, but knowing that you have the ability to get custom templates for both WordPress.org and Blogger makes them great options for having some customization for your website if you're willing to pay a little bit extra, you know, to get that customization. So that's a good option to consider if you're wanting maybe a different look for your website but don't know how to get it yourself and are feeling a little bit frustrated. But again, remember, you don't have to purchase anything. You can just use the base template that comes along with it and call it a day. That's totally cool too. But Like I was saying, if you're feeling kind of frustrated with how your website looks and you want it to look a certain way, these are great options to explore if it'll save you the time from trying to figure it out yourself or the frustration of hating your website. Next, I wanna talk about my personal favorite platform out of all the blogging platforms I've tried from WordPress to a site called Joomla that I don't recommend to Wix um, and that's Squarespace. I love Squarespace. Yes, there are aspects of Squarespace that frustrate me, like any blogging platform that you could choose. I don't think there's anyone that's gonna be 100% perfect, but guys, Squarespace is at like a 98%. I really love their software, and it's made my website game totally different. I'm not the only one that loves Squarespace, and actually Beth from SoDIY loves them too, so here's what she has to say about them. So this is Beth from SoDIY. And my website is hosted on Squarespace. Love Squarespace. So, yeah, I really like Squarespace too. And I was on Blogger before, and it just took a lot more work to uh, to design it. And like, even after spending hours on the design, like doing doing CSS, it still didn't look really great. Um, And Squarespace was kind of just getting bigger about three years ago. And all of their templates are really beautiful. So you kind of, you can't make a bad looking website. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they also have the option for commerce. So I was, I'm able to sell my patterns on the website and it's just really easy to upload everything and their interface is really great. Um, so of course there are like some things where like, oh, you can have this, but you can only do it one way. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have that option yet. So I think WordPress has a lot more options. Um, that you can have a lot more plugins and have different features. But I do really like Squarespace because it's just so clean and so easy. I think that's that's a huge key and why I made that decision too. Because I switched from a WordPress site to a self-hosted WordPress site, then mm-hmm. to Squarespace. And I spent 
like basically all of Christmas vacation, I like allocated that I was just going to transfer my free WordPress website to my own .com, get like a proper design and everything, do it all mm-hmm. myself. I spent like the full two weeks trying to do that and it didn't look good by the end of it. And I just was so frustrated. And then I signed up for Squarespace and had a nice website within like that night. And I was just like, yes, yeah. I do it. <laughs> and when you, when you factor in the cost of like hosting and getting your own domain, if you are using WordPress or like a self-hosted blogger site, if that works, I'm not too familiar yeah. with that platform. The prices are pretty comparable. So yeah, I think it's really affordable. So yeah. I, I do recommend it. Is there I anything? think if you're going to... Oh, sorry. No, go, go if ahead. You're, if, if you're going to be selling a lot of things, um, I think Shopify might have better... Um, more Or more features. And I've yeah. not really looked into that, but I think that would be something to consider. For sure. Shopify has lots of really cool features. And uh, it's just like general prettiness, too. But I think yeah. their monthly fee is much more expensive. I think it's thirty bucks. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, no. that might be wrong though. I will. Rachel, the future will yeah. come out and edit this All right. and let you know if it's right or not. But I think it's like thirty bucks, maybe nineteen. Okay. Um, and, and then you have amazing. your yeah, and then you have your own website cost too. So um, that's all I have to say though. Oh, um, do you find how many patterns do you really see here? Oh, I um. Let's see. I guess I've kind of been doing one a year. Mm. Um, and the last year and plus a few months, I have not released any new patterns, um, which is for many different reasons, but mostly just kind of not having the time to do it or starting it and then getting distracted or getting frustrated and setting it aside and then starting something new. <laughs> Um, because so I work as a freelance designer and I I never really know what my schedule is going to be but whenever I get offered a job I just take it Mm -hmm. so I don't um, and I really don't set aside time for the pattern making I just kind of do it when I'm not working and I've been really lucky to be working a lot (laughs) yeah not a bad problem no it's not a bad problem um, so I've just kind of been too busy, but I'd love to release mm-hmm. one or one or two a year would be really great. So I kind of um, need to finish some things up or figure out how to get some help mm-hmm. finishing things. I was just thinking because you release things, I don't want to say casually because maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> but since you you don't release like on like a quarterly basis or even a monthly basis like some designers, the fact mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay monthly fees for your commerce must be a huge help. Because it's like a percent off oh, transaction, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, like every transaction, there's a fee, and um, the fees go through Stripe if they use a credit card, or people can pay through PayPal now. Um, and there's a fee on both of those, which is pretty small, like maybe ten percent or less. Yeah, but at least it yeah. saves you from having, say, like a $30 monthly fee on your commerce plugin yeah. or whatever. I'm not quite sure what the cost would be associated with that, but at least you're yeah. not being charged if you're not selling a whole right. lot. And, right. And I'm not selling a whole lot. So I think yeah. that would be, uh, it would be more cost prohibitive 
Mm-hmm. But if you're selling lots, then that might be a better way to go. That last point about commerce is honestly one of the biggest reasons why I liked Squarespace so much over a lot of competing platforms. And that was because if I decided that for whatever reason I did want to sell a product of some description, I had the option to already add in a commerce feature without having to pay monthly fees. Depending on the website that you're using, there might be monthly fees associated with getting some kind of commerce plugin. I know depending on how you have your WordPress site configured, you might need a monthly uh, a monthly kind of processing uh, service that you might have to pay for. And with that can come some extra money. And knowing that my fee for the month, which I believe I pay like nine bucks a month because I have a student deal, which was comparable to what I was paying for website hosting with Bluehost. But anyways, knowing that I had that $9 covering and that's my fleet, my fee flat, really gives me a lot of flexibility because it's no big deal at the end of the day to lose maybe 3% off a transaction for me. Or for Beth, you know, sewing one pattern, selling a couple patterns at a time, that's not really a big deal because it's only gonna be charged if you're selling something. But if you know that you had to always be paying $20 a month, $30 a month for this commerce plugin, that might be an added cost that your business may not be able to stomach at the beginning, especially if you're gonna just try selling something casually. So that's something I do really like about Squarespace and I wanted to point that out in case you're an entrepreneur looking at different options for commerce. I really, really like them. Next, moving on, I did want to couple. I did want to talk about a couple of general tips just for websites, no matter what platform you're using. Beth again has some really awesome insights here on things that she really likes about websites and makes them super easy to use. So here they are. This is Beth from So DIY, and I think a good website will let you know right away what the website is about. It'll have really easy navigation um, so that you can find the different pages that you need. Um, and, kind of, and I think also in the blogging platform, like give you a really good idea about what the blog is about, what the brand is. Um, and then a bad website would be <laughs> something that's really cluttered or I hate it when there's not a search bar. <laughs> You know, if you go to some, yeah, you know, just make it really easy for people to find your content. It's also really important that they're easy to read. And sometimes websites will have text that's too small or too light in color. Um, so, and then it can be really frustrating and I'll actually zoom in on websites to be able to read the content. So I would just be careful about that. Like if you go a little too, minimal. You don't want to sacrifice legibility. Mm -hmm. But above everything else, I wanted to end this episode with some amazing advice from Emily. Here it is. Hi, this is Emily from Self-Assembly Required. Um, There's lots of things I like and don't like about the website. Um, So I recently moved to a self-hosted WordPress website. Um, so I, I tried to kind of do everything myself. They so set up the domain and, um, setting up the templates and everything. That was a bit tricky. I actually used, um, got one off the internet rather than try to kind of do everything completely from scratch. Um, I like that I've got a lot more flexibility now compared to what I had when I just had a wordpress.com, um, mm-hmm. blog. 
Um, there are some things I'm not so great at, um, like a lot of the like the graphic designs, and I'm not sure how the placement of kind of everything works on there. But um, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm really happy with it, actually. I mean, I'm I'm no expert. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a, a computer geek. I've not like. I don't know how to do HTML or any of that stuff. Um, I spent ages just working out how to change the fonts properly <laughs> on the website. So really basic things, but every little step um, I feel has been like a really big achievement, and mm-hmm. I am happy with it in general. Um, I mean, there's always little things that you know you'd want to tweak, like this could be moved slightly, but I might not know how to do that just yet. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but Overall, I would say I'm like 80% happy with it. Um, That's where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it'd be hard so. to reach 100%. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how quickly everything changes. True. Yeah, um, everything will, if, if, you know, there's always got to be room for improvement. Then. So that's where I want to leave today's episode, guys. Remember, don't stress out about your website. We're blogging for fun, and it's supposed to be fun. And if you choose to have a website or a home base for your blogging-related sewing content activities, then make sure it brings you joy and not stress, because that's no fun, and it's not about being perfect, and it shouldn't be miserable. It should be fun. And guys, I spent way too long stressing about certain aspects of my website, trying to get things perfect. And at the end of the day, I think we would all be a lot happier if we just made peace with the fact that sometimes we can't get it perfect. And that's okay. Anyways, guys, I'll be back on Thursday to talk a little bit about my personal experience website building and give you a little bit more of a peek behind the curtains at my recent website redesign. So go check that out on Thursday. Make sure you're subscribed to the Maker Style Podcast so you don't miss that episode. You'll get notified right when it comes out. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on Thursday. That's all I have for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate you hanging out here with me and this is like my favorite part of the week. Another part of the week that I really enjoy is the time of the week where we sit back on Instagram or on the blog and we chat about this week's episode. So if you're interested in getting involved in the conversation, I would love to have you there. You can check out my blog with all the show notes at makerstyle.ca or on Instagram at maker.style. I can't wait to see you there and have a wonderful week.